Good morning, everyone, uh, and, and welcome to our, our second symposium, our annual DEI symposium, which was started last year by Liz Anderson. Uh, we, we thank her for the great idea, and uh, our team has continued the, this very important topic this year. Uh, and you will see by the, uh, the speakers uh, that you know, we have uh, this morning that it's, it's really a, you know, a terrific group of people that are really gonna help us um, highlight and hopefully meet our objectives, which I'm gonna summarize in three. Uh, number one, we'll highlight the efforts of diversity, equity, and inclusion in our community and here at Connecticut Children's. Uh, the second will be, in, in general topic, would be to discuss the role of structural bias and racism in perpetuating health disparities and undermining efforts to achieve health equity. Uh, and then lastly, uh, uh, we will talk about how to rethink, uh, we'll discuss how to rethink our response to community need by re-envisioning how we see our community. I think really critical, uh, very important topics in, in this time uh, of the sort of the tail end perhaps of COVID-19, which has uh, really brought some of these issues to the, to the forefront uh, for all of us. Uh, before we start and I introduce our first speaker, uh, Luis Rivera, uh, I, I do want to, uh, you know, just at least uh, uh, acknowledge, you know, some of the horrific things that are that are ongoing uh, in Ukraine. Uh, as you know, as we all woke up this morning to uh, just another atrocity of a of a bombing of a of a civilian train station, uh, with uh, many deaths, including children, uh, hundreds of injured people, and just the injustice of what's going on there is just something that that we you know we have to pause. So I'm going to I'm going to ask all of us to take. Uh, just a moment of silence for all the Ukrainians that have been hurt, specifically the children. There's so many children that are traumatized by what has taken place. So our prayers go out to them, and, and we, we hope that this carnage will, will end soon and that will never happen again. Thank you. So now... Um, the, the symposium has, as I mentioned, has uh, three speakers. The first section is from 8.45 to 9.45, and I'll introduce Luis in just one minute. Then we'll have the, our second speaker, uh, Dr. Linda Berry, will join us at 9.45 uh, to 10.45. We'll take um, a 15-minute break, and then we'll come back uh, uh, to, uh, we have uh, Thea Montañez who's going to join us. Um, from 11 to, to 12, and then we'll, we'll finalize. Now, this session is being recorded, so hopefully if you, uh, if somehow you, you cannot stay for the three sessions, hopefully you can come back, you can get CME credit. This is really, really important. And uh, please disseminate this information so that others can look at uh, the, the online presence uh, for, uh, for the session. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to introduce very briefly uh, Luis Rivera, um, and uh, many of you uh, know Luis. Um, you know he's an, an amazing individual from here from Hartford, uh, and Luis, uh, it, you know he serves the Hartford community, uh, and he's been doing this for over 20 years. Uh, he uh, has uh, a degree, a master's in social work and policy practice from the University of Connecticut School of Social Work, and he's currently in the process of finalizing his doctorate degree in public policy, and uh, I think he will finish very quickly, and Luis, I'll be able to welcome you as one of our faculty members in the Department of Pediatrics. Uh, he is currently a uh, community relations manager here at Connecticut Children's. Uh, he started this in November 2020, 
uh, he has a number of roles and a number of uh, uh, specific duties within Connecticut Children's, but a broader presence for the city of Hartford and the surrounding communities. And right now he's in charge of federal reporting of hospitals community benefit report and community health needs assessment. He's a liaison between Connecticut Children's and all our multiple community partners. And he's also working on the workforce development with other Hartford community partners. So he's really somebody who, uh, who is devoted uh, to making sure that the children in Hartford have access to the care that they need. Um, he is one of our, our team members, uh, a fellow Latino uh, with me, and, uh, and Luis is uh, going to have uh, his, you know, the first presentation. Um, and uh, it's, it's what he, it's, again, it's a, the diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives from the Office of Community and Child Health. Uh, and and I, we will ask uh, Luis to uh, go ahead and uh, begin your presentation, and we'll have questions at the end uh, before he finishes. So, Luis, thank you for joining us. Uh, real proud to have you. Uh, in the second symposium, uh, and I'm sure the audience will really enjoy your presentation, Luis. Right, thank you so much. So uh, a few seconds here while I get my slides up uh, so I can share my screen. I apologize, it usually takes me a little bit because I got multiple uh, monitors uh, to get it up and running. The era of the multiple monitor times. So. <laughs> uh, we all understand that. I, I can still never figure out which of the monitors is the one that goes on. All right, can, can you see my screen? Yes, we, we're good now. All right. All right, all right. So thank you so much, Dr. Salazar, and thank you uh, for the opportunity to share uh, some of our work, my, my work as community relations manager on diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. So this is the, uh, the agenda for, for today for what I'm gonna be talking about. So I'm gonna uh, speak a little bit about me and my journey here uh, to Connecticut Children's Medical Center. I'm gonna briefly touch upon a system building framework and the majority of the uh, of the discussion is going to be around diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, as it relates <clears throat> to the community action pillar. So, uh, like Dr. Salas, I mentioned, I am from from Hartford, uh, but I was born in Puerto Rico, and I've been with the institution for thirteen years. Uh, Recently, there, there were two new staff members, uh, two uh, African-American ladies that started working at Connecticut Children's. And when they heard that I've been working for the institution for 13 years, they said that they felt very relieved because that means to them that this is a great place to work. Uh, so it, it made me reflect back on, on my journey uh, to, to get to where I am today. Um, so again, I, I was born in Puerto Rico. I came to the United States when I was eight years old, uh, but I grew up in Hartford. I attended all the uh, Hartford schools, MD Fox, Buckley High School. And uh, I was blessed with the opportunity to be able to work here at Connecticut Children's Medical Center. So um, I started in the Injury Prevention Center which at the time was being led by Gary Lapidus, 
and Kevin Borup. Um, and at the time I had my associate's degree and uh, they, they gave me the opportunity to be a program assistant uh, for their uh, uh, program facing uh, initiative. So I did uh, the programming work in the city of Hartford. And uh, so they, they gave me the opportunity and they also gave me a great place to be able to thrive and to grow. Um, they like working there, like I felt included, I felt heard, I felt valued. And uh, that, that led me to continue to work here at Connecticut Children's because if you're in a place that you don't feel that, then you're going to look to wanna work somewhere else. So, uh, so they provided that for me and they also allowed me to be able to go back to school because at the time I only had an associate's degree. So they, they worked with me, they worked with my schedule. I was able to go back to school. I was able to go to uh, Eastern Connecticut State University and get my bachelor's degree. Uh, and I continued to enjoy my, my work at the Injury Prevention Center, uh, educating families on safety, and how to keep their case, their, their kids injury free. And I wanted to grow within the organization. So I spoke with my manager and they developed, they helped me to develop uh, a plan to be able to continue to grow within the institution. And so one of the, um, the action items was that I needed to have a graduate degree to be able to continue to progress. So I was able to um, get accepted by uh, UConn School of Social Work and uh, be able to get my master's in social work with a focus on policy practice. And so from there, I was, I was promoted to program director of Safe Kids Connecticut, which, which I loved. I loved doing it. I was running uh, coalitions throughout the, the whole state of Connecticut, uh, teaching the different hospitals, their, their program coordinators, how to bring uh, safety education to, to their communities, training the, uh, the police officers and the fire, uh, people from the fire department, how to install car seats the right way to keep the kids safe uh, in the vehicles. And so I, I enjoy that. And so I, I did that for four years. And then there was an opportunity that came up within the organization when uh, Steve Balkanoff retired and there was an opening for the uh, community relations manager position. So I, I had to jump at that opportunity. I got lots of support from my manager uh, to pursue it. And uh, I was able to get, get that position. So it, it shows that uh, at Connecticut Children's, they, the, the staff, the, the, the managers, they care about you, they care about the employees and they uh, provide a system of support. So that if you're interested in growing, you can continue to grow your career here at Connecticut Children's. So that's, that's my journey, how, how I got here to where I am today. Uh, but besides that, you know, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. Uh, my faith and my values, they, they help me to continue to strive for more. Um, not only that, I'm a person of family, so I love, I love my family. I don't have any kids, but I have tons of nieces and nephews that I love spending time with them. And I think that everything starts at home. So everything that I learn, uh, I pass down to them. Uh, all the advice and all the, uh, my experiences I share with my nieces and nephews so they can also uh, be successful. Uh, so that's just a little bit about me. In everything that we do at um, 
at Connecticut Children's Medical Center, and specifically in the area that I work, the Office of Community Child Health, uh, it, everything is uh, guided through principles. So uh, we have tons of principles that, that, that we abide by, but uh, I chose three that I wanted to, to share with you. So in all the, uh, the programs that we run and all the interventions that we have available for, for our families out in the community, we, we don't just focus on the one child, but we, we focus on the family. And we make sure that we prioritize a two and multi-generational approaches uh, because we feel that that will help to promote children's optimal health, development, and well-being. So that's one of the, uh, the guidance principle. Another one is uh, leveraging some of the uh, implications of the science of biology of adversity. So learning about toxic stress and adverse childhood experiences and social determinants of health and, and using that to be able to guide our work, using that knowledge to be able to guide our work and our uh, interventions when we're working out in the community and helping elevate families. And this last one here, I truly love this one because it's about focusing on the strength of the families and the communities, and then using that as a platform to be able to continue to work with the family and add additional support. Uh, sometimes in working in Hartford, uh, we see providers focusing on what's wrong and what's not working and what's negative. But you know what? We, we have a lot of good things in Hartford, a lot of good programming, a rich culture, uh, people that are trying to do what's best for their families with very limited capacity. So let's build on some of the stuff that's working and let's add to that. So that's some of the uh, guiding principles that we follow at the Office of Community Child Health when we're uh, implementing our programs out in the community. Uh, part of my role at Connecticut Children's Medical Center and as the community relations manager is to um, work as the action, the community action pillar for the uh, DEI uh, uh, work that the, that the institution is doing. So at Connecticut Children's, we, we aspire to be a place where we all feel respected, have a sense of belonging and empowered to be the best we can be in service to our mission and each other. So this is our aspiration and we have a framework here of different pillars that help us achieve uh, uh, good work in diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we have multiple pillars, everybody doing wonderful, wonderful work. Uh, we got strategic staffing championed by uh, Jim Moore and the pillar lead is Liam Moray. And so every pillar has a leader from EMT and is uh, being led by a team member of the organization. Uh, just to name another one, we have a pillar for retention and engagement. And that one, uh, the executive champion is Sarah Matney and the pillar lead is Kevin McCaffrey. Uh, so a lot of good work is being done in, within the institution on DE&I but I, I just wanted to focus on the one that, that I'm working on. So community action pillar, and I'm the lead for that, for that pillar, but the uh, executive champion is Dr. Paul Dorkin. Before I, I 
go deeper into some of the work that I'm doing within the uh, community action pillar, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the Office for Community Child Health. So that's that's where I work. And um, I just wanted to share this slide because I'm very happy and very proud to work for the Office of Community Child Health because of all of the rich programs that are available for our Hartford community. Uh, a lot of the programs are system buildings, but there's other programs that have direct service to the community. So uh, the ones that have the direct service to the community is Hartford uh, High Hill. So Hartford Youth HIV Identification and Linkage. They are boots on the ground, um, helping families uh, learn, educating them um, on HIV. Uh, we have another one, uh, Easy Breathing. They do a lot at the schools, um, Hartford Public Schools, uh, Healthy Homes uh, program that uh, help make uh, our homes uh, safer and healthier for our children, and uh, the Injury Prevention Center. That's, that's where I grew. That's where I started. Uh, they have a multi-pronged approach from advocacy to research to direct programming. Uh, and they bring a lot of good, good service uh, to the community. So the Office of Community Health, our, our goal is to partner with the community and bring a lot of resources uh, uh, to our community. So I just wanted to uh, 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 switch gears and share this uh, with you uh, before I dive into some of the work that I'm doing with the DEI Community Action Pillar. So at the Office for Community Child Health, we have a, an initiative called Pathways to Action. Uh, so this is a, a team member led process that helps uh, coordinate different activities to raise awareness on inequality and help advance the ENI. Uh, so through this team member led uh, activity and process, uh, we have had like uh, various town halls discussing various topics, uh, grand rounds, uh, training. So they, um, they provide trainings for our staff on bystander intervention and others. Uh, there's an equity committee that was formed out of the Pathways to Action. So it's great to have a, a, a group that meets uh, monthly. And like, if there's like uh, issues that are happening in society, we get to um, discuss it. And then we, we get to um, come up with ideas on how we can uh, bring other team members along with the same uh, information. Um, in addition to that, there have been various uh, blogs that had DE&I focus to them and also book clubs, uh, reading some uh, relevant books and discussing um, their, their learning. And as the Pathways to Action continues to grow, uh, uh, we're, we're looking to partner more with Connecticut Children's uh, DE&I uh, action pillars. Uh, there's one in particular here that I, that I really enjoy. So one of the groups that I'm in uh, is the BIPOC uh, uh, vendors. So BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and People of Color vendors. So we're, we're working on creating a list of vendors so that when we're having uh, meetings, we're able to support our BIPOC uh, uh, owners of, of restaurants. So, um, so that's something that um, I'm, I'm working with as part of Pathways to Action and 
um, working with a group of people to um, create that list and make that list available to our team members so they can consider supporting our, our BIPOC restaurants. And this great effort uh, is it, not easy, but uh, there's good people that are putting a lot of effort into it. And uh, the lead for Pathways to Action is Dr. Susie DeVitro from the Injury Prevention Center, uh, Dr. Amy Hunter, and a lot of work uh, is done uh, by Lauren Dominique. So they, they're the ones leading this uh, great effort. Another activity that I wanted to highlight is the STRIVE uh, program. So uh, STRIVE is support and teamwork resulting in valuable experiences. So uh, as part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, uh, we're partnering with a school in Bloomfield uh, to promote future career opportunities for students. So uh, this is, so I, I love this program, this initiative, because uh, the Bloomfield High School uh, is predominantly African-American and uh, uh, Hispanic. So we're giving opportunities for um, high school students to learn more about careers in healthcare. Uh, for example, when, when I was growing up, and even before I, I started working at Connecticut Children's, I honestly did not know that there were program coordinator positions, community relations manager positions. Like I, I didn't know uh, those type of jobs existed within the, uh, the, the hospital. So we're letting uh, students know that there are many options for different careers within uh, a children's hospital, whether clinical or non-clinical, um, you know, social work. We have a lot of great social workers here at Connecticut Children's. So, um, so we're trying to team up students with uh, uh, staff member, team members here at Connecticut Children's so they can learn more about what they do, hear about their story, and hopefully get them interested in a career uh, in healthcare, um, in a, at a hospital, and that, that'll help uh, Connecticut Children's build a, a pipeline of workers uh, that are being prepared to work at a children's hospital. Um, there's an event uh, Friday, May 6th, where 15 students uh, will be connected with Connecticut Children's team members to learn more about the careers. And uh, again, this program is out of the DE&I Community Action Pillar work. And uh, this great effort is being led by Gary Lapidus and Danielle Chenard from Connecticut Children's uh, Research Institute. Now, this one I'm very excited for. So this, this one uh, is the Connecticut Children's Mentorship Program. So we, we started a pilot mentorship program here at Connecticut Children's because that United Way, they reached out to me and they pitched the idea of um, partnering up and providing a, uh, a mentorship program within Connecticut Children's Medical Center. And the reason why I, I loved this idea and I love being able to start this uh, mentorship program it's because I know that it works. So uh, my my so a perfect example is that I have a nephew. He worked at Hartford Healthcare, and he worked at Hartford Healthcare as a, a patient transporter. So he was tra transporting patients, helping patients out. He loved doing that. But 
when he looked around, he was seeing other different type of careers available at, at, at Hartford uh, Hospital. And then, so he was interested in learning more. So at the time, there was not a formal mentorship program at Hartford, Hartford Hospital. But um, he's very personable, very outgoing individual. So he went <laughs> to the different to different people, introduced himself, got to learn about uh, about that particular team member. He was able to learn how they got to where they're at. And so there was a particular uh, uh, job that interested him in IT. So he, he learned all he could. Then he found out what degree he needed. He learned from others about uh, resources within uh, Hartford Hospital to be able to get tuition reimbursement and other supports for uh, uh, going back to school. He was able to go back to school, get the degree, and then get the job that, that he wanted. So there wasn't a formal process over at Hartford Hospital, but he, he used the same concepts of a mentoring program to be able to help advance his career there. Uh, so when I heard about uh, the opportunity to be able to um, have a mentorship program here at Connecticut Children's, I, I jumped to that opportunity. So um, Larry Mylan uh, gave me the, the, the green light, the thumbs up, and I was able to, uh, with support with HR, uh, began a pilot program for the, uh, the, the mentorship uh, program here at Connecticut Children. And so we just want so it's, th this one is um, specific for Hartford residents that uh, are in, in areas that are, that are um, opening that, oh, sorry. So this is a, for, for Hartford residents for jobs that are entry-level positions, um, at Hart, at Connecticut Children's, and we're hoping to be able to advance their careers and also provide mentors with um, um, leadership opportunities. So this is a partnership between the United Way, uh, Capital Workforce Partners and Connecticut Children's. And we have a, um, a grant from Metro Hartford Alliance for Careers in Health match that helps support uh, this initiative. So I'm gonna go over to the next slide and is going to show a little bit more about the process behind the, uh, the uh, um, mentorship program. So we have, uh, so we're gonna have three mentors and three mentees, again, from um, position, entry-level positions at Connecticut Children, uh, so from food services, environmental services, and security departments. Uh, so they, the mentors and mentees, they're gonna meet monthly for a year, so it's a pilot program, and then we'll reassess how it goes. Um, and for every time that the uh, the mentors and the mentees, when, when they meet, they'll receive a, a stipend for uh, meeting each month. And again, this program is for mentees and mentors who are Hartford residents, uh, who are female or people of color. Uh, successful workplace mentoring programs have been shown to help recruit and retain team members from all backgrounds. They also help to promote diversity and leadership within organizations. So this is something that uh, I think is going to bring a lot of good, especially for our team members that are Hartford residents, helping them advance their careers here at Connecticut Children's Medical Center. 
Uh, another initiative uh, that um, one of our team members is leading is advocacy for policies that promote health and well-being. So uh, Cabrini McLean, uh, she's the Quality Improvement Specialist at Connecticut Children's Care Network. And so she, she's exploring how to best support Connecticut Children's team members living with medical conditions impacted by social drivers. Um, so Cabrini is leading the effort to advocate to strengthen these policies within Connecticut Children's. And these are some of the, uh, the policies that uh, she's advocating to, um, to help increase and help support. So wage, wage increases that match inflation, safe and affordable childcare, affordable comprehensive healthcare, maternity leave, behavioral health support, and general, generous PTO policy. Uh, lastly, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the North Hartford Ascent Pipeline. So I'm not sure uh, if everyone has heard about uh, this great opportunity, but uh, Connecticut Children's was approached by the city of Hartford uh, to um, write a grant for, for the North for the uh, North Hartford Ascent Pipeline, and we were able to get it. Um, uh, it's a five-year, $30 million grant from the U.S. of the Department of Education. And the goal is to build an integrated and coordinated pipeline of services and supports with community that helps children and families reach their full potential. So basically in the Northern of Hartford, there's, there's a lot of need in the Northern of Hartford. And there's also a wealth of services also in the area. But what we find is that there is a disconnect between uh, uh, the need and the services. So sometimes the, there might be a need in the, in the community, but the community doesn't know that there are some services already available. So we're trying to be able to, to bridge that gap. Um, and we're doing this in partnership with the community. Um, specifically right now, we're partnering with the uh, neighborhood revitalization zones, the NRCs. And one of the lessons learned from that initiative is that at the beginning, uh, there was, uh, we were not perceived by the community as being a trusted community partner. So um, when, we, when we met initially, uh, we were not well received at the time. So we had to quickly pivot and uh, reassess. And so we partner with the, uh, the neighborhoods NRCs and uh, we led some of our community meetings uh, in conjunction with the NRC. So it wasn't Connecticut children going to the neighborhood and saying, this is what we want, this is what we're gonna do. But it was more like uh, the NRCs uh, set the stage for us and you know, opened the door for us to be able to bring this information to, to their residents. So that was a lesson learned. So we, we learned that um, uh, with everything in the community, it needs to be done through trust. And if uh, there's not a trust there, they won't, we won't be able to co-design uh, uh, this program. So I'm happy to say that uh, everything is working smoothly. We were partnering with the NRCs to be able to co-design uh, this grant that's going to help connect the, the North End communities to some of the, the, the rich programs uh, in the area. Um, also, another good thing about this grant is that 35 new positions will be supported through this grant across Connecticut Children's and uh, other project partners. Uh, and this, 
this is a, a great undertaking. It's not easy at all, but uh, Jacqueline Rose uh, from the Office of Community Child Health and Dr. Paul Dorkin, they do an amazing job uh, getting the grant and also making sure that everything is running smoothly and that we're indeed working alongside the community to be able to um, um, get the, the pipeline up and running. So those are the topics that I wanted to cover today. Some of the, uh, the great work that we're doing here at Connecticut Children's, uh, specifically uh, uh, through the action, community action pillar as my role as community relations manager. So I'll, I'll stop sharing my screen and I'll open it up for questions. Uh, thank you, uh, Luis. Uh, truly remarkable work that uh, you are involved with. And, and of course, uh, thank you for highlighting all the opportunities and advances that have taken place uh, here at Connecticut Children's and, of course, the, the tremendous work by OCCH uh, in, in really engaging our community. And, of course, the, the $30 million project, this is something that is first in class and remarkable for sure. Uh, we have a, a question comment by Kevin McCaffrey. Uh, says, Luis, what is the purpose of the stipend for the mentor and mentee when they meet? Is that to replace lost wages, to take time off from work, or does it serve some other purpose? So this one is just uh, to get people motivated to be part of the, uh, the mentorship uh, process. Uh, we know that uh, people that are working in entry-level positions they don't get paid as high. So um, we, we want to also provide them with a $50 stipend just to thank them for being part of this pilot program. Great. Uh, and by the way, Kevin uh, Borup, not a question, but he his statement is so privileged to have worked with Luis and honored to be present to continue to cheer for Luis in his journey. So you have a, you have a cheerleader that obviously cares for you enormously. Uh, and of course, we thank you, Kevin, for, for that comment for Luis. Thank you, Kevin. All right, so we uh, please, uh, for questions, uh, use the Q&A uh, format, as you've, I think by now you're pretty used to uh, going in, in that direction. Um, I thank all the 50 individuals that have joined us uh, for this first presentation. And um, so, Luis, uh, you know, just uh, a, a comment. Uh, you know, if you look back at the, the last 10 years for, um, uh, you have been here for more than that uh, with Connecticut Children's, but... Where do you think we stand in, in terms of making progress, engaging our community in Hartford? You know, the reason the, the Children's Hospital was built in Hartford, one of the main reasons was that so we could actually serve the local community. I mean, we've gone beyond that now, but are we, are we meeting that goal? And if not, what are the things we need to be doing better? Yeah, so... Uh... Like I, the slide that I mentioned about the Office of Community Child Health and all the rich programs that they are, they're, they're doing a lot of good work uh, in Hartford. Um, I think that one way that we can improve is by uh, being able to communicate that better. Like even though we have so many wonderful programs, like sometimes people don't know about, you know, so, some of the stuff that we're doing, you know, because some, some residents are connected to like social media and they're, you know, they have access to the internet. Others, they get their news by um, banners and signs outside. So being able to have a multi-pronged approach where we can get the uh, 
information in various ways about some of the uh, the wonderful programs that are available will help uh, the uh, the community know that we're there for them because the, the programs are we got a rich variety of programs available for them but it's just I think getting the word doing a better job of getting the word out to the community about some of the things that we offer will, will help increase our, our our trust within the community. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Luis. And again, for those of you who who may have questions, please uh, you know drop them in the Q and A section of the um, of 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 our Zoom meeting. Uh, another question, uh, you know, I have been with Connecticut Children's now for since 1998, and bef and I was here before Connecticut Children's, uh, and and of course I've had extensive connectivity with our Latino community uh, in in the city, and you know, one observation for me is that I. Uh, I'm not sure we have made enough progress to uh, support uh, advancement of the community, and I, I just want to get your take if, if if that's if you know how much have we how much progress have we made over the last 20 years? Are we better off now than 20 years ago? And and how has the Children's Hospital helped spearhead or or improve the you know the lives of the children in in our local community? Yeah, so I think that uh, it has improved. Because, you know, at the beginning, when I first started working here, we had, you know, programs that would uh, be able to bring education to the, to the schools and uh, doing things that they were kind of like one-off, you know, like bring this education and then we move on to the next school. But I feel that with the work that Dr. Dworkin and Jacqueline Rose are doing with the uh, Hartford Ascent Pipeline, that's really like intense focused work in a neighborhood that really needs it. And I think that's going to really help elevate uh, the area in Hartford that, that needs it most, because it's not just like a, a, a single one-off education session, but uh, creating a system-level change that will help elevate uh, the community. Okay, thank you. Uh, there's a question. If you could share the process that Connecticut Children's uses to identify community needs and respond to those needs. Yeah, so um, thank you for that question. Right now, like I'm helping to spearhead the uh, community health needs assessment process for the institution, and that's a, a triannual report. And part of that process, we have to conduct focus groups uh, within Hartford to hear directly from the community. So we use uh, that, that format to be able to uh, hear from the community so that we can be able to um, create a, a chip. They call it a chip. It's a community health improvement plan. So with the information that we get from the focus groups and also data from, uh, we get data from Data Haven to get demographics and, uh, uh, and other information about some of the, uh, the health needs of the community. Then internally, we, we meet together uh, to kind of like uh, prepare and and some interventions that will address some of those needs that are identified through the, those focus groups. Thank you. Uh, Lisa Morales uh, has a statement and a question. Uh, Luis, it was your vision and dedication that brought the Hartford Mentorship Program to Connecticut Children's. Thank you. Uh, when the pilot shows its success, what are some of the specific and meaningful benefits we hope to see for the members and mentors? Yeah, so uh, the, the benefits is that we wanna make sure that our mentees are aware of all the, the resources available within Connecticut Children's to be able to advance their career, like knowing about tuition reimbursement, 
Um, also being able to be connected with training opportunities out in the community. So kind of like connecting them with Capital Workforce Partners and others to be able to get those trainings so they can continue to advance their careers. And another benefit for the, uh, for the uh, mentors is that you're getting an, a leadership opportunity to be able to um, help bring others along. So that's another benefit that we see uh, from, from the mentorship pro program. So if we see that, if we see uh, team members being more engaged and happier in their in their positions through this mentorship program that that will indicate to us they're successful and then we'll be able to grow it to be able to include additional team members. Great, thank you. I think one of the things that I would love to see in the future is uh, if one of the one of those kids from Bloomfield or from the city of Hartford uh, eventually gets into our to our medical school and eventually does a their training in either medical surgical specialties here at Connecticut Children's. That would be a dream for me. Yeah, we, we got to track that for sure. Uh, from Kevin Barra, Luis, I didn't see, perhaps I missed it, but could you address efforts to ensure that we use local vendors when we can, when we can to ensure that we're supporting Hartford and minority owned businesses with our purchases? Yeah, uh, thank you for that question. So uh, Pathways to Action, which is a uh, team member led effort uh, through the Office of Community Child Health uh, one of their activities is to be able to put together a list of vendors from uh, that there are BIPAC, so Black and Indigenous people of color, uh, so that we can be able to have that list available to team members. So when they're uh, uh, running a meeting or setting up uh, events, they can uh, support our BIPAC community by choosing uh, vendors from that list. And then Jackie Rose says not just uh, medical school, but also public health. So I, I, I appreciate that. This, of course, from an MPH graduate, I agree with you 100% on, on that topic. Uh, again, if you have questions, please, uh, you know, put them in. We have a, a few more minutes uh, with, with Luis. So any, any other questions from, from the audience? If not, uh, if not, Luis, if you can uh, maybe do some final closure, and then we're going to give people 10 minutes, and we come, we'll come back for Dr. Barry right at the time that that's supposed to start. So final comments from you, Luis? Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening in and for your questions, uh, and also for providing me with this platform to be able to share some of the wonderful work that we're doing out of the Office of Community Child Health. You got a shout-out from Dr. Rob Ketter. says, this was amazing. Thank you. And um, my only additional comment, it looks like you're a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm sorry that you've suffered so long with, uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, maybe this year, this will be the one. And um, again, other comments from, um, from uh, Jackie Rose. Great job, Luis. Lisa Little, thank you. Very informative. Uh, uh, from uh, Roger Davis Hatchie, uh, contact phone. No, they need a con contact phone number. So that's something that we can put in the, in the link. So be uh, an attention, not, not your own personal phone number, but the, the program phone number. Although if you want to okay. do that, I guess we could do that also. Um, so Luis, muchas gracias por la participación. Excelente presentación. Y gracias. Adelante. Thank you very much. Uh, so I'm going to give everyone 10 minutes. Please log back in, in in about 10 minutes and we'll start with our 945 session.